listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Good morning, everybody. Wow, look at all that energy. Good to see you. My name's Mark. Um, as uh, you guys, some of you who are new might not know who I am. I'm um, one of, part of the teaching team. As I just recognized as I was looking through my sermons, I haven't preached for a, couple, a few months, like three or four months. So it may have, may, maybe uh, just all the things I've been doing, um, I've been, I haven't been up here. So you might not know me, but I, that's my name. My name's Mark. And again, if I'm a little rusty I'm doing this, I apologize for that. Well, next week we have the pro uh, over here. So don't uh, d- just come back next week if, you're, if, if, I'm, if I'm too rusty. But uh, anyway, we just um, been in this series that we've been calling True North. Um, and uh, that, that, that series is talking about the basic human needs we have as, as, as humans. Um, and last week, Brian uh, actually brought out Mas- Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, uh, you know, that triangle, um, you know, doctors love that. Uh, we, we love Maslow. It's like hashtag Maslow. We just love that guy because, um, because, because it's true, right? Because, because at the basic need we have as human beings is actually physiological to the health of our bodies. And then next is security. And then it's, then it's, uh, starts to become things like love and, and belonging to a group. And, and then finally we talk about the, the last two things, which are, you know, self esteem and self actualization. And, and, and actually that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Self esteem is kind of our, our, our value, right? What we, what we believe in about ourselves. And then, and then self-actualization is that kind of sense of purpose and, 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 and the, the, the big picture of, of what we have. And so those, those two things are, are what Maslow would call basic human needs, but they kind of go sequentially, and we're kind of going out of order, and that's okay, because today we're going to talk about those top two needs. You can't have those two without the, the, without the, first, the first four, actually. But um, this, is, this is kind of... Um, what we're going to talk about and focus on today. Um, and, and, and as we've talked about, these needs that we have aren't basic, aren't, aren't evil, or aren't, they're not bad, they're, they're, they're good. God created us to have these needs. And, um, but one, t- one of the problems we have is that we f- seek to focus, I mean, we seek to fulfill those needs through our own understanding, through our own ways, and not through God's ways. And when we do that, we get our compass pointing in the wrong direction. So it, po- it points us uh, away from the truth. And it points us away from who we really are in, in Jesus. Um, and so today we're going to try and reorient our hearts and our compass to the true north towards God's way of fulfilling these basic human needs of value and of purpose. Okay? So... Often when I think about myself and, and my own purpose, my own value as a person, I see it through the lens of, of my work, okay? I, I mean, as, you, as we've talked about, my, I am a doctor, and uh, so I spend a lot of time getting to that point in my life, and I, as much as I, I wish I wasn't this way, I think over the time, I, you know, I, I don't walk around just t- telling people, hey, I'm a doctor, how you do it? I don't do that, right? Because that would not be, that wouldn't be humble, and that's not how we're, you know, raised. But, 
but I recognize it myself that when I, so this is a silly story. When I go to the when I go to the grocery store and they read my you know, receipt and they say, Hi, "Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Ashley." I, I it, it always takes me back. I mean, nobody people who aren't doctors wouldn't get this, but but I people call me Doctor Ashley, not Mr. Ashley, and that's terrible. Like I, I catch myself doing that, and, and I and I see myself kind of realizing that that. I have that in me that I, I, I value, I see my value and my worth and my, and my purpose through what I do as a job. And that, that's scary. I mean, I, I know that because that can all be taken away from me. That's not who I am, right? So that's, that's something that I, I notice. I, I know that I, I feel like I, I, I have purpose to my family. I, give, I have value to my family, to my relationships, to my, to my society, to, to, to the world through what I do. And and you know maybe nobody else has this problem. Maybe maybe you don't have have that issue. But that's something that I I struggle with a lot. So this past Friday, actually, I'm um, we celebrated 15 years as a uh, at, at Kaiser Permanente. That's that was I've been it's my 15th anniversary. I know you guys can't believe it that I'm, I'm, I've been around a doctor for 15 years, right? But I have. I, they they showed pictures of us like um, and you know there's probably. 150 doctors uh, throughout Southern California that have been with the, with the organization for 15 years, and they showed pictures of us, and I used to have hair, and so that's how I know I've been here for 15 years. Um, but we, Adrienne and I went to the celebration. It was down in this really fancy, you know, hotel down in Huntington Beach, and, um, you know, it had, like, really cool room keys, like, you know, when you, you know you're at a nice hotel when they have room keys that are just, like, super fancy. They're not just like the kind of normal credit card looking thing, but they're like really, really cool. Anyways, I couldn't have paid for that myself. So, you know, I wouldn't have tried to because I'm, I'm cheap. Ask Adrian. We always, I'm always trying to find the best deal to, to stay on Expedia. So it wasn't, wasn't my doing, but anyways, all I have to say, <laughs> they, they were celebrating us and they were talking about, um, they had a bunch of speakers talking about, you know, the, 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 the work that we do and how, how valuable it is. Um, you know, and I reflected on my career over the past 15 years, and actually I was inspired by this one speaker who he, he, he reminded us that we went into medicine for a reason, right? That it's our calling and that, that, our, that our purpose is grounded in this noble work that we do as physicians. And, and I was feeling really good about myself. I was. I was like, wow, you're right. Oh, this is such a good, good work that I do. You know, because sometimes we can get kind of caught up in the grind of, of the work that, that we do as physicians. And, and, and I'm sure that happens for all of us. As at our, our work, it becomes, it becomes kind of a grind. And, and as we see our, 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 the value of our work and what we actually contribute to throughout the world, that's, that's a good thing. But then I realized on the drive home that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get that thing in me again where I'm starting to see my value, my purpose in my job. And I knew that I had to talk to you guys about this. And I was like, oh my goodness. There it is again. See, we often believe that we have value, that we matter if we have a purpose in society, right? If we have a purpose that's beyond us. And if society esteems that purpose more than, more than somebody else, for instance, when you're a physician, you know, you, people look up to you and, and they value you more, we can become kind of intoxicated by that. And, and a, 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 don't get me wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with feeling joy and fulfillment in your work. I think, in fact, we should. Um, but again, I was, I was struck by this thought, what if it was taken away from me? And, and what, if, what if I see it the other way? Like, like, 
about 10 years ago, I had a, I had a, I had a patient that I saw that, that um, never, it always sticks out to me because I, he, he was 95 years old and he came in complaining of shoulder pain. And then the crazy thing about this guy was that he was, he was somebody, I kind of was a friend of a friend. At, at a, uh, it was, he was not a friend of a friend. He was a father of a friend, I should say, or a, a grandfather to a friend. And um, I, I met with this guy, and I talked with him for probably half an hour. And the funny thing was he'd just gone on, on, a, on a trip to Spain and, and to Europe with, um, with my, my friend. And uh, so I talked to him about his shoulder pain, and he was saying, yeah, I just probably been, you know, working out too much or something like that. And uh, he's 95 years old, gosh, you know. And uh, so sure enough, I, I, you know, I treated him for that. And um, come to find out, I... I as much as I, I was listening to him and trying to understand what was going on with him, found out that he ended up having um, a, uh, a, a blood clot in his lung just about the next day I saw him. And he, he actually passed away like two or three days later. And the shame and kind of the guilt I felt about that. As a physician, you're, trying, you're always trying to do your best. You're always trying to see what could be going wrong. But, you know, I don't think anybody would have caught this. But it sure made me question my value and my worth, and my purpose, because I, I messed up. And I wish I could say that was the only time I've ever messed up as a physician. I mean, actually, you would be surprised. Medical errors are really, really common because, because it's not just quite so easy to walk in. Right, I know, you're scared, right? <laughs> I, wish, I wish we had the magic wand that could tell you exactly what's wrong with each and every one of you every time you walk in, but it's actually not that easy to know. And so things happen and doctors are as careful as we are and as much as we care. You know, there's one side of it that our value and our worth is tied up in, oh, the prestige and all of that. But there's another part of us that our value and our worth is tied up in making the right decisions, doing the right things, making, you know, not messing up. And, and what happens when we believe that our value and our worth is in that is that when we mess up, bad things happen. Did you know that, that physicians commit suicide, one physician commits suicide every day in this country? Because physicians' value and worth is often tied up in their work. And when work is difficult and when patients are coming at us with all this stuff and we, can't, we don't always make, make right calls or when, when the, the overwhelm that you feel just becomes over, too much for us, we're good at figuring, at hiding it, but we're also good at ending our lives. And one million patients per year lose their doctor because of suicide. Because our value and our worth is tied up in what we do. And I wish it was just me. And I wish it was just doctors that had this problem. But I know each and every one of you, your value and your worth is tied up in what you do. And it might not be your job. You might just clock in and clock out at your job and say, eh, that's not, not, what I, not who I am. But I bet you there's something there's something that you tie your value and your worth to. Maybe you look to find value in your relationships, whether your, your spouse loves you or your, your kids love you or maybe it's, it's your friends that you, that you seek value and worth in. Maybe it's your value as being, as being a good person, as, as having a, have, being a person of integrity. You walk in and you say, I'm, I have integrity. I tell the truth. That's me. That's my value. 
Or maybe you're somebody that people can count on. You always are there for people. I'm not sure what it is that you sometimes tie your value to, but I bet you there's something for you, and I know there's something for me, that we are tempted to pin our value on. And I can guarantee you one thing. If we follow our own idea of what our value or our purpose is to the world, it's going to lead us astray. So what does God say about this? See, because if we believe the lies that we tell ourselves or that society tells us about what makes us valuable, it's going to give us a sense of value based on what we do and not who we are as our creator sees us. See, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a thing that, I mean, some of it is around this piece of it, the value that we, we place on ourselves, but there's also this, this, this part of us that wants to do something for God, right? Because we believe that God... Believe, sees, sees this lie and believes it too. He, said, he thinks that the more we do, the more, that's not true. See, that's a lie we tell ourselves. So it, whether it's you, you're, you're overly religious, as Ricardo so much talks about, or whether it's that you, you believe the world, the lies the world tells you, or, the, or the, the lies that you tell yourself about the value and worth that you have, it's all a lie. So I'm going to start from the beginning of, of of what your worth is, what your worth is to God and what your creator truly believes your worth is. And we're going to start in the Psalms. See, God was there at the beginning. We're going to look at Psalm 139, 13 through 16, and I'm going to be reading it in the ESV, English Standard Version. Um, God, the psalmist wrote about God's plan for you and for me, and it's going to be up there in a second. So, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very, very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. See, God had a plan for you. He, he knew your value. He knew how much you were valued when you were knit together in your mother's womb. He even knew your days and knew what they would be before there even were days to see. And when we make mistakes and we screw up, and trust me, we, we all make mistakes. We all sin and we don't live up to the standard that God's required of us. In fact, like I told you before, we always, we, we actually often can't meet the standards that we, that we have for ourselves. You know, as much as I, I say that I want to be a doctor who's caring and compassionate, at times, you know, I get patients and I get frustrated with them because... Because they're just annoying, right? And I'm sorry, but there, there are a few of them. Not anybody in this room, but there are. You know, they, they come in with every ailment they can think of. And you know, they've probably looked in the book and, and um, you know, looked online and they say, oh, I have this symptom, that symptom, the other symptom. I am sure, I'm sure I have dengue fever. And you're like, okay, I mean, I've never seen that before, but let's, let's, try, let's, let's figure this out. And Goodness gracious, you know, there's people that just annoy you. And, and then I catch myself saying, oh gosh, that's not who I want to be. That's not, that's not who I see myself as, right? 
And, and you start, you can't live up to your own standards, not even much less God's standards, who, who's our, who, who has a perfect record and a perfect standard. And we can't meet those, those standards. And, and you say, maybe say you're, you know, you're, you're, your value is in being, having integrity, and, and, and yet you still tell those little white lies just because you don't, wanna, you don't want things to get complicated, or, or you find your identity being, in being a great parent, and then you find yourself yelling at your kids because you're frustrated, and, and you know that's not who you want to be, and you know that's not what you want, but, but we make mistakes, right? And when we try to define our purpose and our value through our actions, through our own actions, it's impossible because we're not perfect. Because we can't live up to these standards. And ultimately, they lead us to disappointment, to, to failure, to resentment, to suffering. And Paul was writing to the Roman church when he said this about our value in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus was sent to fix all that. And so Let's, let's read this in Romans 5, 6 through 8. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for us, the ungodly. That's us. It's you and me. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare to even to die. But, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, while we were still messing up, Christ died for us. So while we were still not living up to our own standards, while we still don't live up to God's standards every day, Christ died for us to to take that away. See, God knew that we were weak, that we believe our own value is in what we do, that we could never do enough to be perfect in his eyes. But, But God had a plan for this through Jesus. He sent his son to die for us so those of us who seek value in our own deeds, in our own accomplishments, and in, in how often we pray or read the Bible or volunteer at church or feed the homeless, all good things, he died for us so that, so that we don't have to feel comp- compelled to do those things because of guilt or because of trying to live up to God's standard. He took that away through Jesus. See, God knew this was a trap because he knew that we would be looking for significance in our own eyes. Just like, you know, as a physician, I'm always trying to live up to the perfect standard. He knew that would happen. And, and God sees our heart, and he knows that we can't do it on our own. So later on, in, uh, Paul was Paul was actually writing a letter to the Ephesian church, and he gave this encouragement to people who may have been struggling with this same issue In Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, he says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. We are valuable. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, we are God's handiwork. We are his masterpiece. We are valuable. Not because of what we've done, because that would help us boast. That would help us 
act like we had it together. We don't. And I love verse 10 right there. For we are his workmanship. In fact, we just recently went to Spain um, and, and did, a, did a program for ch- the children of missionaries in Europe. And this was our key verse, actually. And it just, it just popped out at me that that, verse 10, we are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece. God values us. Not because of what we've done, because of who he is and how much he loves us. And when we, we met with those kids, that was, that was their, their verse. And they, they, they memorized that verse and they, they, hopefully they, they took that home with them. That you're valuable not because of all the good work you're doing throughout Europe. And not because of all the stuff your parents are doing. But because of who, you, who God is in you. And see, God has a plan for us. It's not just to be loved, but to also serve. And it says, it says there in, in verse 10, it's created in Christ Jesus for good works. We, we are to be serving and, and fruitful. It's not just, not just that it, it ends there, but it's not because of the serving that we get the grace. Grace was free. And that, that makes all the difference, right? So when we're serving, it's not out of compulsion or of busyness or of our own feelings of guilt or about what seems right for us in our own eyes. See, God gave us this gift of grace of no longer being guilty of all the messes that we've made in our own lives. And he gave us this gift of grace so that we remember it's not about what you do, but about what God has done for us in sending Jesus to die for our sins. We don't deserve it. We can't, we can't boast in our own significance. We can't show how much we've done and see if God will give us more forgiveness for it. Paul says it's not of your own doing. It's a gift. It's free. But it changes us into people who do good works, who live fruitful and fulfilled and satisfying lives with a purpose. Not to glorify our own desires, but to live lives, as Paul says later in Romans, that are a living sacrifice. That is our true worship. That in order to honor the gift that has been given to us, our lives will reflect God's priorities. And that we will see the world more as he does. That, that we will seek him and his priorities because of who he is and how grateful we are for the grace we have been given. And I realize that now you're probably hoping that, you know, I'm going to give you a few things to do. To, to just go home and practice. Or, because that's what I like to do. I'm a, I'm a doctor. I like, I like to write prescriptions and give you something to do. But, but Ricardo reminded me that in this series we're not going to do that. Um, so... He, he, he was preaching the last, a couple weeks ago and I heard him say something that stressed me out a little bit because I was like, you know, but that's what I always do that. I always give you guys, you know, something at least to do. But um, he said, if anybody on the teaching team gives you something that you're supposed to do, you've, we've missed the point. So I don't want to miss the point and I'm not going to miss the point today. <laughs> and Ricardo told us something that was really, really key. He said, our task is to think and pray and meditate on the scriptures that speak biblical truth into our basic human needs. And today, we've been meditating and looking at scripture 
And I believe we've seen some biblical truth about who we are in Christ Jesus. See, you were made in God's image. You were knit together in your mother's womb. And God has planned out your days ahead of time. Such that while you were still messed up and trying to live up to God's standards on your own, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price for your sins. Not because of something you did. Not because of what you can do for God. But because of the love and grace he has for you. That's the message. That's the truth that I, I can see through these verses today. Because of that gift, I believe we are God's masterpiece, created to change the world with good works. But not out of religious compulsion, but out of the abundance of the love of Jesus Christ in our lives. And I don't know what that means for you. In fact, if I tried to tell you, I would be missing the point. But I know this, if you truly believe those words, if you truly believe scripture and you let those truths sink deep into your heart and your soul and your mind and your life, if you truly believe in the powerful purpose and value that you have in your Savior, Jesus Christ, your lives will be transformed by that fact. Your purpose won't, will no longer be in your job or in your school, or in your possessions, or your house, or your cars, or your status, or your kids' success, or what your boss thinks of you, will not be that any longer. If we can live through the lens of the truth that we have value because the life-giving love of Jesus Christ lives in each of us, I believe that changes everything. It changes everything for us individually. It changes everything for us in this church. It it changes how we interact with our families. It changes our neighborhoods. And it changes the world. Amen. So I'm going to bring up the worship team now. And and I, I want us to just do what Ricardo asked us to do a couple weeks back. And just meditate. Meditate um, on this verse that we've, we've kind of focused on at the end of this today. I'm going to have James bring that up. <clears throat> Ephesians. Um, and I'm going to read this again as the band is kind of playing. And I want you to just close your eyes and, and, and focus on the part of this that, that speaks most to you. That God is speaking to you through this scripture. It may be about grace. It may be that you're saved through faith. It may be that it's not your own doing. Maybe you need to be told that you're boasting. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's about the workmanship that God's done in you. Maybe it's about the good works that he's calling you to do through him. But I'm going to read this first and I want you to choose a piece of it that you can meditate on, that you can just pray to God, give me more of this, give me more of this, whatever it is for you that God's speaking to in your heart. I'm going to read this and we're going to take a little time and just pray to God about 
about a piece of this verse that sticks out because I believe God's speaking to us through this. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So let's spend some time praying and meditating on those words. you're in this room and and you have a hard time believing this truth. The truth that God loves you, that that he values you, that he, he, he truly created you as his masterpiece. Because I know for me, it's, it's easy to, to live day to day and, and just doing things that are good. People believe are good. But, but if I'm not careful, I can slip back into living my, by my own understanding and living my life seeking, instead of living my life like seeking God's understanding. And it's easy to fall out of that. So believe those truths. Ask God to help you see the truth of his plan his value, how much he loves you, how much he values you. Let's pray. God, just help us see those places in our lives that that are not according to your plan that, that you've prepared for us. Help us to walk in your path, in your workmanship, in our lives. God, help us see the places in our lives that We are searching for value and purpose outside of your plan. And help us have the courage to take those bold steps in those areas where we need to grow and where we need to change, God. God, we trust you to mold us into your masterpiece. And we thank you you are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. The words that were written. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm going to have the ushers come forward and, and, and 
and um, while, the, while the band's playing, we're just going to pray for our offering as well. Jesus, we, we bring to you today what's, what's already yours, God. We know that, that this, this church, this body of believers, and we want to follow your plan. We want to have significance, not because of us, not because of the people in this room, but because of who you are through us. And, and God, so we, as we bring our offerings to you, God, we know that it's all yours, that anything you've given to us is because of who you are. And so we bring that back to you today and please use it in to reach our neighborhoods, to reach those who need help around us through this place. God, we, we ask that you would touch the lives of people so far away from us, and even in Europe, when we, we think of the Chayas, our, our missionaries in Europe. God, I just ask that you would bless them through what we do here today, through the through our offerings. God, we know that, that you can multiply and we ask that you would do that today through, through this. In Jesus' name we pray. Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.